Hey, welcome back to the Infamous Podcast. This is Brian. This is Daryl. And this is episode 403, Fat Thrawn is not the answer. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> why is Thrawn fat? Why? Why? I don't even know what to say to that. I think you all know where this is going. Yes. But there are things we have to get to before that. There are things we have to get to before that. Good things, fun things, nice things. <laughs> and things I really don't care about either. Well, well. that too. All right. Uh, Daryl, how are you? <laughs> uh, it's uh, Monday. It's Monday night football. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a good sports weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm doing pretty well. The, nice, co the nice Colorado team on both professional and amateur levels got annihilated. It was great. Or, or as my boy Joe Clatt, Joel Clatt likes to say, it got boat raced. Oh, boat raced. I like it. Um, unfortunately, the Ohio State Notre Dame game did not end the way I wanted it to. <sighs> what the meteor? The meteor. Yep. Yeah. I was hoping. And I'm sorry. Sorry, Golden Domers. You all blew that game. I was you hoping pretty... and wishing and praying, but. At least Notre Dame lost, because yeah. I do hate Notre Dame more than I hate Ohio State. Uh, I'll, I'll go with Bo Schimbeckler. To hell with Notre Dame. <laughs> if you're Notre Rest Dame, peace, if you're a Notre Dame fan and you're listening, wah wah. <laughs> but uh, also, it was good to see you on Friday. Um, I know you cut my hair's longer than yours now, and my hair's not even long. Yeah. So I'm three inches shorter now. Yeah, it's true. You are. Um, but you're like 18 pounds I, I like lighter without that, without all that hair, uh, more like 12 without like, all that, with all, without all that fro. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, well, let's just hop right into it then. Like, um, because this will lead into why we saw each other on Friday. Um, <clears throat> we attended the 2013 Cincinnati comic expo together. Yes. This, this was my first time going to any type of comic expo slash con it is in about no not my first Ooh. one it's the first one in many years yeah i i don't i can't even say the last time we've gone down there and i've, I've it's been a while it's yeah. been some time it was before it's way it was several years before we started podcasting together yeah oh yeah that. yeah 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 so i mean it was it was a good time um i was down there friday with you saturday with jen and then sunday with the kid bot who cosplayed as something from genshin impact i don't she kept telling me the character name but i'm like is that even mm -hmm. english <laughs> <laughs> so um but yeah it was uh it was a lot of fun um so when we were walking around on on what's it called? Friday. This is Friday. Thank you. Um, we missed an entire aisle. What aisle did we miss? Well, we missed the aisle with World Class Bullshitters podcast, um, who are now my best friends, apparently. So super awesome to meet those guys and like really hit it off and like really be able to talk about the kind of stuff that we like to talk about with other people who have similar opinions and and but like different enough that like it's a good conversation. Uh, and then we missed seeing Brian Williams. He was there. He had a booth. Oh, did not. Okay. So the Lucius Hammer booth. Them. So um, it was funny. Like I, I grabbed a guy who was walking by. I was like, hey, do like a, 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 a black Luke Cage ripoff. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, what? I'm like, I got the book for you. Come here. <laughs> and, sold, <laughs> and sold him a book. So. <laughs> but I literally said a black Luke Cage like ripoff. <laughs> anyway, and that is not what Lucius Hammer is. It is a it is a long running joke between Brian and I. But uh, but yeah, it was good to see him and, and catch up a little bit and and help support Soul Hammer Comics. Um. Anyway, but no, like the the world class bullshitters. One, you guys should definitely go subscribe to World Class Bullshitters on YouTube. Uh, the videos are hilarious. Lots of cool Star Wars stuff. Um, lots of cool toy videos. Uh, lots of cool movie reviews and things like that. So we'll be hopefully in the next couple of weeks working some stuff out to to do some some collaborations, which will obviously help us more than them because right. we are we 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 are considerably smaller than they are. Um, but yeah, um, 
It was a good convention, though. Um, shout out to Joe Caroni, uh, who will be back on the show when Ahsoka ends. We're gonna we're gonna have him come on and and give us the Lucasfilm employee point of view, which will be fun. Um, he and I had a bunch of good conversations as we walked as I was walking by his booth all weekend, and uh, yeah, I didn't do any autographs because I think that's stupid. Uh, sorry, I do, but. Um, but uh, yeah, there were, there were a lot of good guests. There was a lot of good comic creators, got a bunch of cards from indie comic creators. So hopefully we'll have some, some fun, uh, some yeah, fun interviews coming up. I did not get arrested for beating Jim Lee within an inch of his life. <laughs> so, there was also the two land comic, which is, yeah, it's, it's like a superhero version of Zootopia. Yeah. Which. I was I was just looking at it, looking at the the actual website. And, and now that you mention the creator's it, name, I forgot to go back and buy that book. Yeah, I was looking for the creator's name, but that that that's another one of those that actually caught my interest, and I probably should have gotten the book then uh, instead of waiting to get it online. But yeah. so it was it was I, I do like going to these. You know, conventions and I, I will have to make sure that I go again next year as well. Well, we'll just have, because it's, we'll, we'll have passes again. Yes, because we're talking I, about. I, it. I just, yeah, right. But at the same time, it's just it's a hop and a skip for me. Mm-hmm. And it was well done, like you said. It you said it was a lot bigger and yes. a lot more room. It was a lot roomier than it was. So they opened year. up Studio C or Hall C um, this year, where normally that is where they were. The last couple years, they have just use this entire hallway or a hall, sorry, to, to just be the, the entrance. And it just, it wasn't, um, it was just a waste. It really was. It was just, it was, it was a big giant waste of, of space in, you know, you had these corners of death at the end where like people would get bottlenecked. The, the, the aisleways were about like half as wide as they should be. So it was really nice to see them open it up. Unfortunately for the next couple of years, it's going to be at the Duke. Uh, it's not going to be at the Duke energy center. It's going to be at the Sharonville convention center because Duke oh. energy. Okay. So I got the yeah. inside skinny yeah. about what's going on. So they're, they're doing some updates that they got a bunch of millions of dollars for. Um, the thing is, is they've been told repeatedly that they need to have an 800 hotel like 800 room hotel attached to the convention center. Okay. They're building a 621 room hotel. Wait. So they're 159 short. How or is 100 that and, 179 short. Um, I mean, I, I imagine it's like everything with Cincinnati. It's half-assed and they think, oh, well, they won't notice that it's it's a couple hundred off. So, I mean, the like take into account the, the little uh, Zoom car trolley thing. Like, it's a, it's a it's worthless. I've ridden it twice, and it's like, okay, I would much rather have walked because this place this thing stinks. Um, but yeah, so I mean, th- this has nothing to do with the Comic Expo with with this, but um, it'll be interesting next year to see it in a much smaller venue, considering how it continues to grow. And I mean, they had some pretty good guests. Um. When it came to, you know, I mean, obviously a lot of people were excited to see Jim Lee. Uh, Andy Bennett was there. Art Balthazar. Um, Matt you know, Lanter. Matt Lanter. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, like, here, let me pull up this. The entire. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they had Matt Lanter and, um, oh, shit, what's his name? Jesse Arnold Taylor, who was the voice of Obi-Wan. Um, Ashley Eckstein, who was just cute as a little button there. Adam Savage. Brett Spiner, David Crumholtz, um, Julie Benz, who looked really good when we walked by. Like, yeah. She looked really yeah. good with the dark hair. John DeLance, um, Matthew Lewis, Longbottom. who is the chosen one. Uh, Neil McDonough, whose hair is that white. Yeah, that's that's a that were most of those. Well, hold on. Was Saturday we're not even Sunday. done. Paul Bettany. Yeah. Vincent D'Onofrio. David Ramsey and Jack Spade himself, the lesser of the MLs, Stephen ML. 
what days were some of those? Sat- know, so they were pretty much all Saturday. Um, he was okay. only there Saturday. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio was there Saturday and Sunday. Uh, Rebecca Gayhart is on the list, but I never saw her. So uh, Paul Bettany was only there Saturday. I thought about getting in line with Paul Bettany because I lived down the street from him when I lived in Brooklyn just to talk about Carol, uh, Carol Ave, but uh, I did not. And um, yeah, Julian Glover was there. Um, but yeah, it was, That's I don't a, know. That is a nice list. Yeah, they had a, it had a good list. Some guy named Alex, A A L E K S Panovic, something like that. He was in Hawkeye, I guess. He was like one of the, the goons for Echo. He was in um, Stargate SG-1. It says he was in Battlestar Galactica. It claims he's on Smallville. I've never heard of this dude, but like I had three people come up and tell me, like, yeah, oh, he was on High Zombie. That's why maybe he looked familiar. I don't know. But anyway, um, once upon a time, he's in Percy Jackson in the Monster Sea of Monsters. Oh, yeah, I know that guy. He yeah, was on he's, Psych. He's in he was in Supernatural, stuff. War of the Planet of the yeah. Apes, The Hundred. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's been. He, I didn't know he was there. He yeah, was he's in, in everything. He was in Snowpiercer on TNT. Uh, oh, he's in Cold Pursuit. Okay. I like Cold Pursuit, the Liam Neeson movie. So, I anyway. Saw that. that being said. Um,. Yeah, but no, I I thought I thought it was very well run. Andrew, congratulations on on putting out another great expo. I know I wasn't like super stoked last year, but I was I was really I was really excited this year that it was so well done. There was a, a giant appa that the kids sat on, like got pictures with, um, you know. But like, yeah, shout out to uh, to Scott Simmons, uh, Queen City Comics, Soulhammer Comics. Um, the toy department, Kenny was killing it all weekend. Um, I forgot to wear my Kennyverse shirt on Sunday. I was all like ready to wear it, and then I forgot I had it. Um, <laughs> uh, who else? Um, yeah, just everybody. Everybody who was there, who like, um, oh, Joe Caroni, obviously, huge shout out. I'm looking forward to talking to Joe again on the show. Um, you might actually have to come in for that one because I don't know how. Well, I mean, I guess your guys' voices will just be on the same track. Anyway, that's for me to figure out, not for you. Um, so, any anyway, anyway, anyway. But yeah, um, out of out of ten, I give it a solid seven and a half. That's that's strong. That's strong. I yeah. again, I you had I don't have enough data, mm-hmm. but from what I saw. It was a very solid showing. Yeah. Also, I got a cool uh, TARDIS, like little like uh, tension wallet and a Green Lantern tension wallet. So, which I'm going to take the front off of these and put them on my ridge, like, and just swap the front out and leave the carbon fiber on the back. I still have my oversized TARDIS uh, shopping bag that I got for the one. That was the last time you went. It's probably like probably like 10 years ago my that, that was more than 10 years ago and my one of those ripped like uh it, it, I, no no when it, i was I moving was. when i was moving like i put a bunch of stuff in there and the the the, uh-huh. the shoulder strap ripped yeah. um, well it had to have been because i remember i got the falcon from the winter soldier movie so yeah but that doesn't i mean that doesn't mean it was around the time of the winter soldier movie it, it was no it, it it is anthony mackie yeah, but I'm saying like it could have been like later because that one was hard to find in the stores. Yeah, no, what I'm saying is it wasn't more than ten years ago. Oh well, that's what I'm saying. Um, okay, I hate the fact that they called that stupid fucking show Captain America: The Winter Soldier, or Captain America and the Winter Soldier, whatever it was. Um, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. What, and then yeah, it changed right, the Captain but they America changed and the Winter it. Soldier. Yeah. Um, so what it was 2011 for the winter soldier was 2014, 2014. Okay. So yeah, nine years ago. My bad. Yeah. Nine times, nine years, but, um, yeah, but that was a blast. Um, I, yeah, I'm super excited that you want to go back. So, all right, you ready to move on? Yes. The WGA strike has ended. 
in principle, tentatively. I'm really interested to see what the final agreement is going to be with the WGA and the AMPTP. Um, If they gave in on staffing the writers' rooms, then I... uh, I just can't get on board with it. Not at all. Like you should not, not be able to dictate that kind of stuff. And like, I mean, no. it, it, it's just ridiculous. Um, now the WG members, W or sorry, WGA members still have to vote on this. And they're fine tuning, you know, they're crossing all the I's and dotting all the T's um, to get this, get this ready to go. Uh, and, and and go for a a, a vote. Um, I do think it's funny. It's like the hol- this is from Deadline. The article. I don't know if you read the last little bit or, or right before the the letter to the members. It says Hollywood and the entertainment industry can breathe a little easier, but economic or economists estimate that the dual WGA and SAG after strikes have cost California's economy some five billion dollars. Really. Most of this shit is shot in Canada or Georgia. Or I was about to say, or Georgia. And Mark Wahlberg and Mel Gibson are opening a movie studio in Nevada to get away from all those crackheads in California. <laughs> um, Look, anyway, yeah, I want to, I, I, I want to, I want to read the letter. But go ahead, like you know, like, okay, yeah, yeah. I was just going to say we've talked about this before. I am all one hundred percent behind them on the whole AI thing, yes. especially when it comes. And again, I know this is more the screen actor screen. They the screen people. actors has not screen settled, actors so yeah, not yet. But, yeah, so about anything with AI and stuff. Yeah. I, okay, I am absolutely on board. Well, with this that, means but- that the writers are not allowed to like punch up their scripts with AI. Like, just yeah. like the studios aren't allowed to be like, oh, yeah, we'll buy this treatment right. from yep. you and then we'll rewrite it in AI. So, yeah. Okay. But the idea that uh, ta- uh, yeah. Taylor Sheridan has to have a, have a specifically staffed writers. writers room. Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. That's, that's absolutely garbage. Yeah. All right. Let's read through this letter. It's not very long. <clears throat> Ready? Dear members, we have reached a tentative agreement with the new 2023 MBA. That's M as in Martha, B as in boy, A as in Alfred, which is to say an agreement in principle on all deal points subjecting to drafting final contract language. What we have won in this contract, most particularly Everything we have gained since May 2nd is due to the willingness of this membership to exercise its power to demonstrate its solidarity and walk side by side to ensure the pain of, uh, and uncertainty of the past 146 days. It's the leverage generated by your strike in concert with the extraordinary support of our union siblings that finally brought the companies back to the table to make a deal. Okay, I can't keep reading it like that. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. (laughs) We can say with great pride that this deal is exceptional with meaningful gains and protections for writers in every sector of the membership. What remains now is for our staff to make sure that everything we've agreed to is codified in final contract language. And though we are eager to share the details of what has been achieved with you, we cannot do that until the last I is dotted. To do so would uh, would complicate our ability to finish the job. So as you have been patient with us before, we ask you be patient again one last time. Once the memorandum of agreement with the AMPTP is completed, the negotiating committee will vote on whether to recommend the agreement and send it on to the WGAW board and the WGAE council for approval. That's a lot of bureaucratic nonsense. The board Absolutely. the board and council will then vote on whether to authorize the contract ratification vote by the members. It is the authorization it, oh, if that authorization is approved, the board and council would also vote on whether to lift the restraining order and end the strike at a certain date and time 
to be determined pending ratification. This would also allow writers to return to work during the ratification vote, but would not affect the membership's right to make a final determination on contract approval. Immediately after those leadership votes, which are tentatively scheduled for Tuesday, if the language is settled, we will provide comprehensive summary of the deal points to the memorandum of agreement. We will also convene meetings with where members will have an opportunity to learn more about and assess the deal before voting on ratification. To be clear, to be clear, no one is to return to work until specifically authorized by the Guild. We are still on strike until then, but we are, as of today, suspending WGA picketing. Instead, if you are able, we encourage you to join the SAG after picket lines this week. What a bunch of douchebags. Finally, we appreciate your patience as you waited for news from us and had to fend off rumors during the last few days of negotiation. We wait for further information from the Guild. We will have more to share with you in the coming days as we finalize the contract language and go through our union's process. As always, we thank you for your support and we'll hear from you again soon. Please don't. What, no, stay on strike. Stay. Like, keep I, picketing. That's not. fine. Like, we like, please stay on strike. Because if you're coming back and you're giving us the shit you've been peddling out for the last 10 years, fuck off. Yes. I, I, this, again. I can't believe I read this without throwing up. Yeah. Uh, the, the more you read of it, the, the sicker I got. When you're talking about people it, where it said, you know, this, we're suspending picketing, but no one is to return to work. You mean that? See, this is the thing. I, I, I don't appreciate, and this is why I have issues with unions. Basically, no matter what you want to do, if you're part of a union, if you aren't lock and step with them, you see how quickly they turn on you. Oh, yeah. There's no, oh, I understand where you're coming from. Look what uh, Stephen Amell had to do the apology tour. Because he said something that was absolutely correct. Well, look what they did to uh, Drew Barrymore and Bill Maher and some of these other people yeah. who wanted to bring their shows that don't require writers back to work because the crybaby actors and writers had mm -hmm. to take everybody down with them. Yes. There is so. there's a, a, a clear lack of trying to understand someone's point of view. Right. It, it's... Uh, now, it's, now it all goes I beyond do, unions. Yeah, right. It goes beyond unions, but the unions are an example of this. Uh, I've told you about the book before. Yep. The True Believer and how people get get into mass movements. They can't see anything other than what the movement they are a part of. Right. And everyone else is the enemy. Well, the only movement these people are a part of is a bowel movement. So, um, like, yeah, I truly could not care any less if they never came back after reading some of this i yeah. i don't care yeah don't it's care. just it's ridiculous um, i i just i will say this i do feel for the people that aren't getting the headlines the people that are just the regular workers again part of this you all signed up for this union so the people that are losing out losing you know tapping into their pensions and all this stuff because you know there are people that had right. to do that oh yeah that aren't getting the million dollars per, you know, per project or anything like that. Those, you know, the, the average working people are the ones that got screwed over these five months or yep. however long it was. Yeah. And See, again, this is now they're never getting that money. Back. Now all I want to do is like earn like $5 million and make a movie and only hire non-union writers. If someone comes to me with their WAG card or WGA card, I'll be like, get out leave you're not welcome here we don't we don't we don't allow your kind <laughs> yep 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 all right um so yeah that's going on ready to move on let's move on to all right moving on heels season two episode eight okay series finale Oh, yeah. Heels got canceled today. Hey, I did so the same thing our... to them what I did to you. Yes. 
Okay, I, I feel less attacked. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so Heels, uh, season two, episode eight, see, series finale, High Flying, written, I'm sorry, directed by Jessica Rowley, or Lowry, sorry, uh, written by Victoria Morrow. Uh, the cross-promotion event is here. Everything culminates with Harmageddon, DWL versus Dystopia. Can Jack and Ace forgive each other and right their wrongs, or will it all fall apart in the ring again? Here's my problem with this summary. One is super short, but two, Jack and Ace already forgave each other. Yeah, I, I, I was going to say, did I, did I completely so. forget about something in this episode? Anyway, all right. Yeah. Out of five Jason Streets, what do you give this? Three, six, five. I went three seven five. I enjoyed the hell out of this episode until the last thirty seconds. Yeah, and, um, I, and now I'm glad it was canceled. Now I'm kidding. I'm not glad it was canceled. I'm so mad it's not coming back. I canceled Stars. Yeah. I canceled it. Like as soon as I read that, I logged into Stars. I'm like, gone, and I deleted it from everything. Yeah, I may I may have taken off more than you did for that because I absolutely despise how they not and again you, you took to off a, a, a tenth of a point more than i did no i mean you said you took you took you probably <laughs> okay oh, if, if it oh, oh when we were like talking did, before say, yes if, if i probably would have given it around like 3.9 to a four if it didn't end the way it if, did. if jack would have stood tall at the by the way spoilers i, I don't really give a shit uh it, it's over the, the show's over. it's over Come it's on. done donezo um, unless yeah. Robbie Amell can come in and save it somehow. Um, if Jack would have stood tall at the end and they would have done the right thing instead of giving us a near photo finish of what happened last year, except for they were getting along, uh, I think this would have been great because the way Ace described it when they were breaking down the story, he was like, this is great. What are you talking about? Like I get, I get beat and then I get to come back for vengeance. Like, Right. And they did all of that without telling us that Jack was the double turn to be the one who joined Dystopia, which was a great bit of storytelling. Like, yes, it, not it just from watching wrestling, but from this show. Yes. Um, I, I, I did not like what they did with Wild Bill and like making us think he was going to have a heart attack. Yeah. Went the old Mick route from Rocky. Which, yeah. But they should have had made him have a heart attack. That should have been the heartbreaking ending. And then he comes back next season and he's got to like not drink, not smoke, take it easy. You know, watching Chris Bauer have to play a restrained version of Wild Bill would be amazing. Yeah. It's, so I, I love that. I really, really enjoyed everything the build up, the Jack going back and forth and. Not wanting to do this to Ace, but like you said, right. Ace saying, "Dude, this yeah. is this this is the way to go." He's like, "This is and great, everyone. This is great, man. I got shit in my mouth last week. This is awesome." Yeah. So, and everyone talking about, especially towards the end, stick to the script, Jack. Right. Just stick to the script. It's a good script. Yeah. And I don't say they blew it because, again, I thought this was a highly enjoyable finale. It was series finale now, but but that's the problem. Is it's a series finale now? And yeah. They, sh they should have a. They should have, like, I, I know they didn't know that the show wasn't going to air for two years after it was in the can. Mm -hmm. But, right. like, I, I, you don't leave it all out there. Like, once you get past that first season and you were a bubble show to start with. Everything's golden. Everything else after that is, yes. It is, but every, every finale has to be written as this could be a finale. Yes, one hundred percent. Like Angel's the only show that ever did the cliffhanger finale, and it worked. Yeah, because they knew it was it's, the finale. Right. And again, if you if you write it with, like, this is a good place to end. However, mm -hmm. leaving threads that are very easily you know opened in the next season. That's how you. But now it's like, well, the they left the thing. best thread for us. That Jack and. Uh, Gully didn't know they were going to get combined into one company when um, right. the streaming service bought them. That's and the fact that we as the fans knew that, that was even better. And it makes what, all, yeah. it, when Jack does the right thing, thinking he's free of Gully, that is, yeah. that's the heartbreaking that part in been, Jack's story. Yes. That would have been so. 
exactly what this show would have instead it, again, it, I, it, I can't feel my legs that I'm, I'm sad. that was such a damn cop out to me it was i mean he hit the he hit the shooting star press perfectly like yes perfectly like if yeah, you were gonna if you wanted me to believe he wasn't gonna hit his if he was hurt he should have landed were, wrong he should have done a brock lesnar Lesnar, what was how how should he have done a bro? What, what how how so? What's the when, when Brock Lesnar tried to do it on Kurt Angle from across uh, the freaking oh, mat oh, ring yeah, and landed on that. his head? I forgot all about that. Yeah, <laughs> he was knocked out, and Kurt Angle's like, dude, right. <laughs> dude, that thing you sent me with CM or with Steve Austin and the Undertaker. <laughs> anyway, um. Yeah, so uh, honestly, like I- I'm, I'm really sad that it got canceled. Um, maybe it can find a home somewhere else. Uh, I don't know where. I did also think it was great that AJ Lee was in the series finale, but CM Punk obviously got fired from this show too for being a pain in the ass. So <laughs> that was all good too. Uh, Phil Brooks, please, please, please get into intense therapy and find a way to be happy and healthy and leave CM Punk in the rear view. You don't need him. He doesn't need you, and you have a you have a, a a a lovely wife, an ugly dog that you love, and you should be very grateful for the amazing life that you built up after years of wrestling. And it's just not for you anymore. Who are we talking about? Phil Brooks. Who's that? Uh, formerly known as Chick Magnet Punk. Uh, I have no idea who that is. Yeah. Anyway, so going back the, to the, heels. The, the guy who, uh, who, yeah. Anyway, but no, back to heels. Yeah. Um, yeah the whole I, Harmageddon thing was really cool, too. Like, that yeah, that was I fun really, to watch. Crystal was amazing. Yeah. And then the, the, the rooster were, rooster turns and says, I don't want to, I don't, I didn't come to wrestling to do this stuff. Right. Like, just the whole build up to the end was so well done. Mm-hmm. And, and I, looked, I liked how they, they interspersed what Jack was going through writing this with, like you said, a business mm-hmm. end with what was going to happen if, you know, if they had a season three combining, you know, the F or the dystopian league with the DWL, that mm-hmm. would have been, it was so well, it, it was such a, it was such, it would have been such a great storyline for season three. Right. Yeah. That we will never get. Yeah. I, I thought rooster Michael. was great in this last episode. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was just, it was so good. Um, we need more, we need, we need more like Mike O'Malley, please (laughs) save this show somehow, please. Yeah. Again, because like I said, there's going to be a lot of shows that are going to be canceled. There's going to be a lot of shows that are going to have their orders cut in the next couple years. Well, maybe this can get picked up on some somewhere. So, so. This wasn't the only thing. So, uh, heels run the world, and blind spotting are all were all ended, and uh, the venery the venery of Samantha Bird. I don't even know what that is. Won't resume production after the strike is over. So I don't even know um, what that was. But it starred the girl from um, Catherine Langford from Thirteen Reasons Why. Okay, I, so, I didn't know what that was either. And I guess blind spotting David Diggs, who was Thomas Jefferson and Lafayette on Broadway of Hamilton, uh, is the co-creator of Blind Spotting, which I've I've never seen that, and I've never even heard of Run the World. So I will say I do Who like the, the dig. Uh, I do like the dig. The Hollywood Reporter took. It says here, Departing series has no lack of star power behind them. Heels starring Stephen Amell came from former. Loki head writer Michael Waldron. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, it's the little things in life. The former. Oh. Yeah, dude, learn more about Doctor Strange before you write a Doctor Strange movie. Uh anyway. Yeah. So well, with that being said, let's move on to what I would consider the ugly this week. Let's just let's just out of five, chis beer or whatever passes for chis be, chis beer guts. I give this one a two point four five. Wow, 
I went with 1.99. This is my least favorite episode of the series. And for anyone who says this is your favorite episode, you are lying, you want free shit, and you're lying. Yes. Uh, This is the most boring. This is the, this of, of, we're six episodes in. We're in at five episodes of filler. This was the most boring episode outside of the Night Troopers. But hey, we did get uh, uh, Amos Burton in here. Yeah, I don't care. I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> we I don't, didn't know who it was him. I don't care but that again. Wes Chatham is Enoch. I don't. I don't care. Well, it doesn't matter because you yeah. didn't know who it was. Sure. I didn't know who it was, but I still didn't know his voice. Yeah, well, because so it doesn't matter. It, it was it, mechanical. Like Rock, it, it, yeah, it doesn't matter who right. it was. It could have been my favorite actor. It, it wouldn't have mattered yeah. because I didn't know. I, I didn't understand who it was. So I mean, it doesn't matter. It was a joke. Uh, Ahsoka. I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm not. I'm not. I can't joke about this show. It's too bad. Um. Oh, I got a close. Well, that's when you're supposed to joke about. I know. Show. I'm kidding. Come on. <laughs> um. So Ahsoka and Ho Yang were in like 15 seconds of the episode, and they were, he starts. Oh, they were. Actually, he starts yeah. every story. He starts the story like he started every story a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Dave Filoni's a hack. I was when a we hack. got episode. Was it when we got episode four? I thought maybe this is a turnaround. This show needed. Episode five, not as good as episode four, but I thought it was solid. Not great, mm-hmm. not as good as episode four, but it had some very solid moments. It had some bad moments too. Mm-hmm. And then we get to this, which should have been one of the best. Ep- it on paper, this should have been one of those episodes where you're like, "Hot damn!" You get in live action, Grand Admiral Thrawn, uh-huh. with the same actor. Who did the voice in the cart in the the cartoon the animated series? Right. Who's fat? And how do how do they how do you screw this up? He had two years between the time they cast him and this came out, right? And they did a bunch of reshoots on this show, like they do everything at Lucasfilm now. Um, I I don't know. Here's the thing: the lady who directed this, Jennifer Getzinger, she has directed episodes of Hung. The Killing, Orange is the New Black, Agent Carter, How to Get Away with Murder, Shut Eye, Jessica Jones, Outlander, Counterpart, Daredevil, Westworld, Dead to Me, Why Women Kill, Outer Range, and The Nevers. Damn. That is a goddamn murderer's row of things she's worked on. How, how, how was this episode so bad? You have to go all the way back to episode four where Peter Ramsey directed where he has done Monsters vs. Aliens, Rise of the Guardians. He was one of the co-directors of Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse. We the People, Little Ollie. He directed Chapter 21 of The Mandalorian. Uh, and, you know, he was the second unit director on Poetic Justice, Higher Learning, Tank Girl, and Godzilla. And, like, how, like, P- Peter Ramsey has a... F- like, you know, like I want to see more from Peter Ramsey. Like if we can if we can just get Geta Patel and Rick Famuyiwa to not direct the last two episodes and maybe we go back and reshoot them real quick in the next week, um that would be great. <laughs> yeah. Uh so I mean, Yeah, I will say this, the 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 one thing that I actually liked in this episode I did like a couple things. What's the Thrawn's elite guards with Enoch? Mm-hmm. With I, I really like how his troopers were unique. And they actually they're dead. They've like, been resurrected. Yeah, but um, what I'm saying is they're unique and they look like mm-hmm. they actually were competent. Well, like they've Again, been, they've been, they've they, been in the shit, as they say. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. So. Now. Who knows? They might turn off to be like a Merrick and just green dust, like you said. Who knows? Which probably is going to be the case, and they do nothing. It's it's going to be all... This is the, the issue that Star Wars does a lot. Mm-hmm. They show these badass characters, and again, this is not Disney Star Wars I'm talking about. 
you can go all the way back to the original oh, trilogy yeah. with Boba Fett. God, who? What a horrible character. This guy is supposed to be the baddest bounty hunter yeah. there is and gets knocked into a Sarlacc pit by a blind man who doesn't even know he's there. Mm-hmm. So this is not this is a this is a Star Wars problem. And then you go to mm-hmm. the, you know, the Force Awakens and Last well, Jedi. You go to with, Darth Maul. Darth Maul. Yes. Like who was an actual badass that we got to see. Yes. I mean, of course, Qui-Gon Jinn is the only person in the history of the galaxy to die by getting run through with a lightsaber, but fair enough. <laughs> God, Charlie hasn't put the video out yet either. I'm little, I, I will say I'm there, there are plenty of, I'm, I will say there are plenty of God, of characters that have died with lightsaber I know, to this comic. Yeah, well, no, K- in, 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 no, I was about to say in the, in the, like, the animated trailers oh, yeah. or animated five minute trailers of, you know, Knights of the Old Republic and those oh, yeah, things that I still too. go and watch yeah. because it's better than any of the Star Wars we've gotten, except maybe Rogue One in the last ten years. Well, I told you about the the little flame where I got into where someone was like, Oh, they, they were enough that they, they don't use the Skywalkers. So the all the Disney stuff is great. I'm like, dude, Darth Vader's been yeah. in every single one of those things you're talking about, including yes. Fallen Order and Jedi Survivor. Yes. And he was arguably the best part in both of them. Yeah. So uh, even though they tried to cuck him out in Jedi Survivor, he was still a straight G. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So okay, I liked Balin Skull. He's great. Yes, I like in this him. episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I hated Sabine when she like got mad because her dog thing ran off, or rat thing, or whatever it is. Um. And then she's like, you left me, so I'm going to walk. It's like, ugh. Again, I go I go back to this point. That's written by a man who stood in front of a group and said, Ray's a great character. She's got a great story arc. How, like, how, how do these things get to air? How does somebody not say, if you don't take this out, I will absolutely burn the script, burn everything of yours that potentially has this script on it because these people hate star wars dave filoni included um all right i like the chimera having the destruction marks from where the uh the pergil had wrapped their their tentacles around it Mm -hmm. that was a nice that was a nice touch of continuity tip of the hat to the continuity director um i liked i like seeing ezra but I did not like the interaction with Ezra and Ahsoka. Like mm-hmm. this was all for like, well, I have to save Ahsoka. I have to Ahsoka. I'm sorry, uh, Ezra and Sabine. Sabine. It was I have to save Ezra. I have to save Ezra. I have to save Ezra. Oh, I haven't seen Ezra in ten years. There's Ezra. I walked straight to him like with no problem. But uh, Thrawn can't find him. Weird. Um, but like, oh hey dude, I'm just gonna stand over here and 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 be a little autistic and say hi and wave instead yeah. of like run up and hug you. Give yeah. you a kiss, maybe. You 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 did yeah. all of this work, and yeah, it, it's yeah. And again, I had no problem with him, Ezra, yeah. as the no, character. I thought we, he looked again, good. We didn't. He get, looked good. I yeah. thought, yeah, yeah, he really looked. So. And they haven't. They didn't get enough time to screw him over as a character yet. Well, so. I have and, two words for what where I think they're going with Ezra in the next two episodes: Jora Sabayoth. Uh yeah. I'm not sure if they're going to do that. I just think this was all a ruse. Mm-hmm. And it is what, and then, you know, he is going to take out Balin's goal on his own. And then Sabine is going to look on in horror at what Ezra has become. Uh, well, I will say this, though. this That is their MO for male characters in... Not just this in in Disney in Disney World is taking a beloved character and Cucking completely, <laughs> yeah, or throwing him in a blender yeah. and him coming out unrecognizable. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, in that regard, I, I I backtrack a little bit when I said I don't think they'll do that. The way you explained it, mm-hmm. I could absolutely see that happening. Yep, it's all a ruse, and uh, yeah. 
And then Ahsoka's going to have to kill Ezra. Dude, if they do that, if they really do that, I don't even know if they have it in them to do something that horrid. I mean... But I, no, what am I saying? This is Disney. I feel like they do. Yeah, it, no, it's Disney. I, it's... I. I know this sounds some well. I know it sounds negative because it is because of what these people have done to so many of the characters we've we've loved over the years. You know what? No, I don't put anything past them. This uh, this was they're gonna it, do to Ezra what Black Noir did to Wee Huey at here in the comics. In the comics. Are they going to do what South Park did to George Lucas? They're going to do a South Park. Or not George chef. Lucas, but but Indiana Jones, I mean. What George yes. Lucas and Spielberg did to Indiana yes. Jones. They're, they're going to do what South Park did to Chef. How about that one? When they killed Chef off. Oh. That was that was evil and wrong. Matt Dre, yeah. evil and wrong. Just because he's a Scientologist. <sighs> anyway, so. Well, um, yeah. yeah. I, like, well, we, the, have a de- uh, we only have a 24 hours to see what they come up with. For the next episode, do we a little bit over? Yeah, I don't. I don't even know if I want to watch anymore. I mean, I know we're so close to the end, and the Continental's out now, so there's that. But and the first episode of that is almost an hour and a half. I know. I saw that. I'm excited. Well, it's three hour and a half long episodes. Oh, I did not know that. So it's like uh, um, um, Sherlock. Sherlock. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, maybe we should go back and rewatch that and talk about that uh just the first two seasons yeah oh yeah Yeah. so but anyway yeah you had uh thrawn in that and was it in season two or is it season three Uh, i don't remember i just know he was in there yeah i don't know they should have got mads to play thrawn because he looks more like him and then just dubbed lars voice over (laughs) so anyway yeah it, it's uh, it's been a disappointing. It's it's like this roller coaster of he was it in, was downhill. He was in um, season three okay. as Charles Augustus Magnuson. Yeah, so it it's been a downhill. It started downhill, and then it shot uphill, and then it got went a little down well, in season, episode five, and then it's going down. Okay, at more. no point did it shoot uphill. Well, it limped well, up the hill a little bit and then fell down. And tried well, to pick itself up, and then fell off a cliff. Well, it, it went on. It, it went up a, a bump. Let's say. That. Well, yeah, that Let's was see. like it limped up a hill a little bit. It was like, oh, <laughs> oh I got, uh, uh, I'm dead. Like um, in role models, when Robbie, the little black kid, dies, that's how it looked. Yeah. That so was the overacting have, that we got here. They do have three episodes to bring this home. They they do not. They have do two. Do we believe? I thought it was nine episodes. It's eight episodes. Okay. So. There's something nine episodes I'm watching. Anyway. Uh, they have, well, they have a couple episodes to bring this home. Uh, they would, if they had three, it would have been better because there's more room to. If they had three, I don't, yeah. two and a half of the episodes would be filler with the way the series is going. Eh, it's, it's. I, when it's all said and done, we will have it's, had it's seven just be filler episodes in one serviceable episode borderline it's good. it's gonna be a let's just put it this way ahsoka is just is just in the latest line of disney disappointments i will leave it at that and this show will go down as a catalog of missed opportunities it will like, absolutely it will honestly what they should all they needed was to have her run around the galaxy with sabine not trying to train her. I'm sorry. Not trying to groom her to be a Jedi. Like, what is it? What is Ahsoka trying to do? Is she trying to get a girlfriend? Like, is Dave Filoni decided that he's going to actually make her gay after he was so mad what that lady did with the Ahsoka book that they let her write? Um, and having Force Ghost Anakin there to guide her. Well, it's like Loki, the missed opportunity to have Loki hopping through time instead of the crap they gave us. So. It, again, it's like I said, I will just leave it at that. That's all I have left to say. I knew Loki was bad when they is, captured him in the first episode. Is that it's a missed opportunity, which is 
sadly what Disney has become mm-hmm. is it's a cult of wokeism and mm-hmm. missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all I have to say. You are correct, sir. All right. Well, on that note, uh, thank you, Cincinnati Comic Expo, for being awesome this year. Um, fuck you, stars, for canceling heels. Um, and yeah, Dave Filoni, come on, dude, do better. To quote Joey Swole, Joey Swole, be better. <laughs> or do better. You need to do better. You need, you need to, do, to better. do better. Anyway. All right. Well, I thought this was going to be like a 25-minute podcast and turned into a 50-minute podcast. So on that note, we'll talk to you all later. Daryl's got some wings to eat. The Bengals are in all-white uniforms. I think they're 2-0 and in all-white uniforms in about 45 minutes. Yep. So who even knows if uh, Joe Burr is playing? But he's playing. Okay. Oh, yeah, it, it came out about an hour ago. He's okay. Playing. I noticed he was uh, finally wearing a, a compression sleeve in practice yesterday. Yep, and that's what he was wearing when he got hurt the first time at, oh. in training camp. So. Anyway, all right. Well, on that note, we will talk to you all later. Any last words? Who day? <laughs> so no. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. The Infamous Podcast is recorded in Kings Mills, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati. You can find new episodes every Sunday on Apple Podcast, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcast, our website, or anywhere podcasts are downloaded. This show is hosted by Daryl Jasper and me, Brian Tudor. To find more information about the show, visit us at infamouspodcast.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Infamous Podcast to keep up with the show. We also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash infamous podcast. We have some great rewards for our patrons who are looking for help to grow the show to bring you more of the content you want to hear. Music for this podcast is provided by Michael Henry from meetmichaelhenry.com. So whenever you're listening to us, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever it is, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.